0: In today's gospel, we have the familiar story of Zacchaeus, the man who, short of stature, desires to see Jesus. He's seeking to see Jesus, St. Luke tells us. And the great thing about Zacchaeus is he's willing to do something about this fact. There's another person in St. Luke's gospel who also desires to see Jesus, but he never actually does anything about it. His name was Herod, and he's the one who, in the end, consented to the death of the Lord. Herod is described as desiring to see Jesus. He just wants to see the man, but he never actually does anything to pursue that end. He more or less just kind of waits until Jesus comes to him and he says, oh, I've, I've been looking for you. But he hasn't actually been doing anything to seek after Jesus. But this is what Zacchaeus does. He takes action to see the Lord. This is an important thing for us to be able to, to remember and understand that Zacchaeus, recognizing this, recognizing that that in order to see the Lord, because he was short and the crowds are many, he needed to do something different. And so he looks at the route, he plans things out, and then he, he anticipates where Jesus is going to go. He runs ahead, and then he gets there, he climbs the tree to be able to see our blessed Lord. It's a lot of work, in a sense, that Zacchaeus had to do simply to be able to see the Lord and this was all just in his mind, simply to see him passing by. He didn't, he didn't anticipate all the rest that was going to come with it. It was enough just to see him, just to see Jesus. But Zacchaeus, whenever he goes, he does more than just see him. He encounters the Lord. The Lord sees Zacchaeus too. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay in your house today. Imagine, imagine the shock and Zacchaeus's mind. It's a miracle. The man didn't just fall out of the tree right there on the spot. He climbs back down and, and, and he sees the Lord, and has this wonderful gift that you're coming to my house, Lord. Jesus is coming to the house. He wants to stay with him. It's a tremendous grace and a gift. The similar gift is offered to us in the place of our prayer. Lord Jesus comes to us, and He is, he is indeed all around us. He, is, he can be seen, and He can be found in many ways all throughout the course of our day. But there are many things that will prevent us from keeping, from, from seeing Jesus. The saw, the, we are small in stature because there are many other things that are large, busyness of our lives, the, the, the noise of our world, our distractions, and so many other things, our human concerns. These are the tall ones that stand around us that prevent us from seeing Jesus. So it's to make a point of finding a place where we can. And so it's for us to anticipate, where is it that I can find our Lord? When can I pray? To set up the situation in which it can be done and then to do it. This is the route of Zacchaeus. To anticipate, where can I see the Lord? He'll be walking that direction, I will go that way. There's a tree, I will climb it, and then I will see him. And for us, it's the same in prayer. I know that this is the time that I can pray. I've set it aside. This is of what I will be praying, you know, to offer the rosary, to spend time with the scriptures, to read spiritual reading, whatever it is that the, that the Lord puts upon our heart, whatever it is that we choose, to be able to be, be the means by which we seek after him. And then to do it, most importantly in the end, to make sure that we do pray. It's a labor. It is a task. But it's a task that whenever we do it, we are certain that we will always encounter the Lord. It doesn't mean that we'll always feel the Lord. It doesn't mean that we'll have sensible sensible devotions. It doesn't mean that we'll, we'll have, you know, kind of, kind of these inner thoughts where we'll, we'll hear Christ speaking in our hearts or even within our ears it may seem. This is not the reality that we seek. We don't seek the feelings of prayer. We seek prayer. We seek the Lord. And there is an absolute certainty that every time we are willing to pray, if we set the time aside, whether it's five minutes or an hour or whatever the case may be, if we are willing to pray, the Lord is there and he is attentive. He is listening to us. He's waiting to encounter us and to let us know that we are seen by him. It will come in a whole variety of ways. So Again, sometimes it will be the felt experience of prayer. Sometimes it will be a grace or a peace, a particular insight. Sometimes our prayers will be answered if we come with petitionary, or intercessory prayers. But it's simply for us to know that in some manner, the Lord sees us, and he comes to stay with us. He makes his home with us, he tells us, even allowing the Holy Spirit to come and abide in our hearts. This is the gift of prayer and it is a work, but it's a work that bears immense roots, just as we see with Zacchaeus as the story continues. Zacchaeus encounters the Lord, but even more so, he becomes the Lord, not in the sense that the Zacchaeus is now Jesus or some sort of heresy of that frame, but rather he is another Altar Christus. He is an, another Christ, He's one who images Christ so that others can know something about the Lord. This is what all of us are supposed to be by virtue of our baptism. All of us are supposed to be alter Christus, another Christ. Zacchaeus does it in this particular manner. As, as the Lord calls him and, and sees him and he says, I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus instantaneously has a, a, a wonderful grace given to him that he's willing to, to separate himself from the things of his past and to transform his life. Lord, half of my things I give to the poor. And if I've stolen any from anyone, I will give fourfold back. I will repay them fourfold. This is what happens with Zacchaeus. He has a transformation. He's willing to to strip away all of these things and to focus upon being like Christ, imitating Christ. And it's important to recognize this fact is is that Zacchaeus, he gets this from a genuine place. It's always important for us to, to remember and to recognize the words, right? So Zacchaeus seeks after the Lord, but at the end of the gospel a passage we just read, the Lord is the one who tells us, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. He comes to seek us and to save us. And this is what Zacchaeus is wanting to do. It's the Lord who comes to seek and to save us. He comes to restore. In other translations of, of the gospel, particularly the Revised Standard Version, the word that that is used in regard to Zacchaeus is also restore. Zacchaeus here says, I shall repay it four times over, but the you know, RSV says, I shall restore it four times over. And it's an important um, kind of transfer, you know, change between those two things, uh, an important difference. Repay is a, merely a monetary thing, you know, that I'll, I'll give them back four times the amount that I took. But to restore to them fourfold is, is to give something more. It's more than just a financial thing. It's, it's a restoration. It's, it's a renewal of, of who the person is to make whole what once was. And this is the mission of Christ. This is what it means when our Lord comes to save that, what was lo- that which was lost. Is every one of us, by virtue of being children of Adam and Eve, bear the consequence of original sin? We bear that, that reality that, that the, Lord, uh, the Lord looks upon us and, and he doesn't know us to start with. He doesn't know us because we, we, we are foreigners. We are claimed by the evil one because of the sin for the Lord calls us. He comes to seek after us, to save us. And the great thing, the wonderful thing about, about our blessed Lord is the restoration that he undertakes to save us is something that indeed makes us even better from the first. The fact is, extraordinarily, that our situation today as humans, as people, is better than the situation of Adam and Eve before they fell. It doesn't seem right, huh? I mean, they had no sin. They walked with God in the garden. It seems like, how much better can you get? But it's not because we've done anything ourselves. Rather, it's the fact that that the the sin of Adam and Eve merited for us a Redeemer, and God took on our human flesh. And again, not because of anything we ourselves have done, but because He took on our flesh, we are now exalted above the angels. Our humanity is something of a higher order now than when it was when it was originally created by the Lord in the garden. He has indeed restored us and made us even better. In a similar manner, you know, whenever you know we know that in baptism, our soul receives receives a spiritual spragus is the Greek term. It's an imprinting, a pressing upon our soul the mark of Christ. We're branded like cattle. And this is the fact that, that our soul has been branded with the name of Christ upon it. And in so many ways, we could be like all, the, all the, the things at the supermarket with a little starburst that signs that say, new and improved, right? It's our humanity. It's become something entirely, something entirely other because of Christ, because He has taken our humanity and exalted. Him, he's lifted us up as a whole. And if we're willing to stay with Him, He does extraordinary things on that account. He has restored us but it's for us to continue to allow that restoration to take place more and more perfectly, and in the end, to be restorative for others. And again, this is what Zacchaeus does. Zacchaeus gives away and he restores. He makes whole. He brings brings back to the fullness of life that which he had, had taken away. He's becoming like Christ. He's becoming alter Christus. And this is our mission. is when we go to pray, to seek after the Lord. Whenever we we find the manner in which we are to pray and we run and we climb the tree that is prayer and we see the Lord and He sees us, it's for us also to be willing to go where He calls us, to do whatever He tells us, as our Blessed Mother told us at Cana, to do whatever He tells us and to know that in doing so, Restoration is happening for us as well as for others. And so this is the grace we ask today, to know what we are to pray, when we are to pray, and how we are to pray, but above all, to pray for the grace to pray, that we might indeed be faithful to the Lord, to rejoice in the restoration which is ours, and continue, like Zacchaeus, to be an instrument of restoration for those who have not yet known the loving gaze of Christ.